0: Welcome to Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm your host, Joe Nebestinsky, and today I'm joined by Bill Benning. Bill is a member of St. Catherine Drexel in Mechanicsburg. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Joe. Well, those of you who listen to Central Pennsylvania Voices regularly have probably heard many of our guests talk about the fact that they went to uh, Curcio. Well... uh, People have been asking, what is Crucio? And that's one of those things that uh, I didn't know about for a long time until mm-hmm. I found out. Uh, I originally thought it was some kind of um, Spanish ministry type thing because of the name of it. Yeah. Uh, so what I thought I'd do is bring on a guest who knows a whole lot about the Crucio movement. Before we talk about the Crucio movement, Bill, I wanted to talk a little, a little bit. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, okay. Well, how far back do you want to go? Um... You were born in the locked cabin, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm a cradle Catholic All right, uh, my parents and my mother was Catholic my father wasn't uh, for a long time I don't know what faith he followed actually uh, but he certainly didn't inhibit my mother from uh, raising us Catholic So, uh, coal Region guy uh, grown, born up there uh, moved down here when I was very young and uh, was a member of St. Uh, Teresa's parish uh, that's where I went uh, for my elementary education and then from that point on to Trinity um, so uh, i've been a catholic all these years but as with most i've uh, drifted in and out you know uh went in the service didn't participate much um uh, got married moved back here um so i've i've been married for over 50 years now uh, uh and i have two kids uh, a boy and a girl and um as with a lot of families, we struggle with one of them uh, being in the faith staying staying active um, so it's 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 been um, it's always been part of my life my faith my Catholic faith but um, it really sort of blossomed I would say um, when I became involved with Chris Um i'm retired mm-hmm. um, what did you what did you retire from mostly in the logistics field mm-hmm. um, various uh, warehouses, uh, got into management, mm-hmm. and um, basically that was that was. Uh, I was in the restaurant business for 10 years uh, when I was younger. Uh, that is not a, uh, that's a young man's field. Yeah. So I uh, uh, moved on from that and then got into logistics, and that's, that's and you, where I retired.
0: And you were in the service? What did you do in the service? I was
1: in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I was in the Air Force for four years, and again, uh, in supply. And logistics, so it sort of was a common uh step, an easy step for me to get into that field. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm a member of St. Catherine Drexel Parish in Mechanicsburg. Um, uh, we've been a members there for seven, eight years. Uh, very, uh, very welcoming, very opening parish, um, uh, very active parish. Uh, we have a lot of ministries. Uh, one that my wife and I are, are involved in is um, adoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are. We are responsible for finding doors and having the chapel open, uh, so that's good.
0: When is your chapel open there?
1: It's on Sundays from mm-hmm. 12. Well, now it's 11 to mm-hmm. 3. Uh, we have a four-hour time frame. Um, Father rotates Masses, changes times a bit in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so normally it's 12 to 4, and then we have adoration in the mornings on the days that we have Mass. Uh, one thing that's interesting about St. Catherine Drexel is it's the first parish in the world named after St. Catherine Drexel. And if you ever get a chance to visit, uh, you can come into the lobby or the North X and the, the flag that they have at the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do canonize a saint, that is the flag that is in that in that northex.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, that it, is
0: fascinating. It really is. And you do have a beautiful church. I mean, so many times modern churches are, might I say, less pretty than others. But you have a, bu- a beautiful
1: church. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I, when we go traveling, sometimes we get to see other people's churches. Mm-hmm. Wow, some of them are just really, really not pretty. <laughs> okay. And I'm being kind here. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, but you do have a, a beautiful church there, as you know. I think many of our churches here in our diocese are really nice yeah, to look yeah. at. So,
1: and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Father Ken Smith. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, done a, a fantastic job uh, with with these trying times, mm-hmm. you know, that we're going through as a diocese. Uh, he's a good man. He's yeah. just a good man. Excellent homilist. And yeah. uh, really appreciate him being there
0: and it's so good to hear that you have regular adoration. I know that's something that the bishop is really trying to to push to try to get more of our
1: parishes yeah. to have regular adoration. Yeah. actually, the Vatican is yeah yeah, yeah. they've yeah. come out and and stressed it, and it's so important so. yeah
0: i I agree, and that's one of the things that you know we really need to when it comes down to it um, so many things happen uh because of prayer mm-hmm. right so absolutely uh anyway, so. It sounds like you're a super motivated person. You've done all these other things. What motivates you?
1: Ah, what motivates me? Uh, Well, finding something of interest, of course, motivates me. Um, And staying busy. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to stay busy at this time, so... Um, Curcio certainly helps with that mm-hmm. church I mean if if you want to if you need something to do uh, go to a parish and say how can I help <laughs> exactly and, uh, yeah. and you'll find out that there's a lot to do
0: yeah and all, all you have to do is ask the priest and <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll tell you yeah you know, we need this, this 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 he'll give you a list yeah. or right. the office manager that's right and they're very good too exactly mm-hmm. yeah and that's one of the things here at Holy Family Radio, we're trying to make these connections with the with the business managers because yeah, that's, that's good that's where a lot of these things happen sure right Sure. Uh, sure. You know when I was a teacher, I I, I taught for thirty four years, and the most important person you had to have a relationship was the school secretary. I mean that <laughs> that person, that person, and the the maintenance people were yes, also, critical. also very very important <laughs> if you wanted to be successful. So, and I taught in usually. Many. I was a music teacher, so I taught in a bunch of different buildings at one time. Oh, nice. So I had to juggle all these different personalities, if you, know, yeah. if you know what I mean. You had to know how to treat everybody. Everybody likes to get treated a particular way. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but that's just one of the things that you learn. So you've had a, you know, definitely a successful uh, career so far. How do you define success in, in the things that you're doing?
1: Well, I think one is that you need to be uh, to be successful. You have to be able to interact with people. You have to have. Res- you have to have the ability to, to motivate people. Um, and then for yourself, you have to be comfortable what you're doing. You, know? you hear people say, oh, I hate to go to work or I hate to do this. Or, if you have that situation, then, then, then you're not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I've always found that I've, where I've been or where I've ended up is that I can look back and say I've been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's success to me. You well,
0: know. definitely, and I want to go back to your your faith journey a little bit. You said that you were born a cradle Catholic. You were kind of in and in and out, uh, yeah. Yeah. but were you regularly going to mass, or did you stop going to mass, or how did that?
1: Yeah, you know, when I was in a service, I'd make mass mm. Sunday masses mm-hmm. uh, from time to time mm-hmm. uh, if I was motivated <laughs> to do that. Um, but then once I got married, uh, my wife is. At, it really is. I say to people, you know, I, I'm just hanging on to her coattails where it comes to spirit honor, Wow, spirit that's tone. how I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so once we and we got married after two, I was in the service for two years. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joan was down with me, and um, she is she is really. And it's it, it's like you know you develop a bond. You know, yeah. I want I wanted to please her, but mm-hmm. I also fell into the thing that I, I want to grown my faith Mm -hmm. so um, sunday mass became an absolute it it just had to happen Mm -hmm. it was just something you had to do you just got up and and that same with our kids you know we 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 did the same thing with our kids so we made sunday mass Mm -hmm. um joan then started to get involved in uh, in in uh, parish activities she's a lector uh she taught uh uh, ccd at that time it was called Mm -hmm. um so I, I sort of follow in her footsteps, and and she, yeah, you know, she certainly is. She pulls me along. She mm-hmm. pulls me along. So yeah.
0: my wife is a convert, and sometimes oh, converts are better, better Catholics than <laughs> the, I know. Our, our engineer here, uh, his his wife is a convert. I know uh, out in the office, one of our other people out there, his wife is a con. He's a convert. So mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a whole thing. When people that choose the faith definitely have a. I think they have a, a love for it that many times, a, a, a drive that people that are born Catholic yeah. don't have.
1: Yeah, if you can classify, yeah. I would think I would think converts are the best <laughs> yeah, because they've done the research. Yes.
0: I grew up with it, and they made that decision as an adult. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that makes them different. It makes them very special. Yeah. So, And I'm so glad that I'm married to, to a convert who, like you said, she she drags me along. <laughs> so. Anyway, let's talk a little bit um, really about, let's get started about the, we'll, we'll we only have a few more minutes before we have a break here, So, but let's talk a little bit about um, maybe what the Crucio movement is, uh, and then we can get into a little bit more detail after the break. So tell us, you know, give
1: me your elevator pitch right now. Okay. <laughs> what would you say Crucio is if someone asked you? Well, Cursillo, and it's so hard to explain, but Crucio is uh, the, way, the way it is with me. It's, it's, a, it's a friendship. It's a relationship. It's, it's a uh, journey. Uh, that we go on with people. Um, and through that, through interactions with people on this journey, uh, we, we develop a stronger faith. We develop, we, we go to a place that we haven't been as far as our faith journey. And it's supportive. Uh, these people are supportive. They become uh, mentors in some cases. They become um they assist sometimes in situations that we have. So Curcio is is uh, if you could it's it's a whole um series of of events that come together to help you on your faith journey.
0: Yeah, I know for me and you know, full disclosure I made my Crucio, I was at the 86 Men's Crucio at uh St. Philip the Apostle in Millersville. Uh, I sat at the table of Saint Joseph. <laughs> very and I good. Saint Elizabeth. Ann very Saint good. Baptist. Very so, good. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know for me, uh, and I'll tell you what happened with me. Uh, my wife had some friends at church. She's very involved in many uh, things, activities at our church. My wife is involved in very, very, many activities at our church, if I can say that correctly. Uh, and um, she was invited to go to Gracia with one of her friends. And she went and she came back really on fire for her faith. She was very, really in, into our faith beforehand, but she was really on fire for her faith before that. And so I said, you know, I want to do that. I want what she has. Uh, scheduling caused me not to go for another year and a half. Um, I was able to go then a year and a half later. But I think, um, you know, God is in charge of time, and he knows the right time mm-hmm. when things should happen, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, when I was... When I finally went, I was ready to go, and it was an amazing experience for me. So, uh, for me, I know it was a a life-changing. When when people say, wow, that's a life-changing experience, that's a a term that people say all the time. It's a phrase everybody uses. But this really is. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you really... Well, it's hard to describe, right? Well, I'm, we're gonna run out of time here for this first segment, so let's, let's take a break here now, and then we'll come back and we'll get to talk a little bit more about what Cursuit is, okay? That's fine. Okay,
1: yeah. we'll be, nice we'll job.
0: be right back, keep listening, we'll be right back after these messages. I'm your host, Joe Nebostinsky, and we're continuing our conversation with Bill Benning. Bill Benning is a member of St. Catherine Drexel Parish in Mechanicsburg, and we're talking about the Curcio movement. Bill, why don't we talk a little bit, and you know, we, we talked in general terms here before the break, why don't you talk a little bit about... Uh, maybe start with the history of Crucio. Uh, because like
1: I said, for me, I thought it was some kind of Spanish ministry. And that is not what it is. Right? right, right. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. You know, when I started to research this a little bit and realized how far back this goes and what was involved in getting it started, it, it really perked my interest. Um, you know, Spain uh, in the 20s uh, was suffering just like we were uh, because of the Depression and all. So there was a lot of... Uh, um, problems going on within the government with itself. So consequently, a civil war broke out in Spain, uh, which ended in 1939. Well, when this has happened, the the faith really took a hit, um, for lack of a better word, Uh, especially the the portion of it that was involved in evangelization. At the time, there was a, a youth group actually um, that really decided to try and motivate themselves and others to become uh, involved in their faith more and evangelize well one of the things they did was they decided to take a, a pilgrimage and it's it's uh, not to, your average pilgrimage it was like 500 miles uh, but they had over the over the time period they had something like 70,000 youth took uh, this pilgrimage uh, from that uh, a couple airmen from the Spanish, the Air Force, came to Waco, Texas, was talking to a priest there about it. And he actually went to Spain and and, uh, attended a three-day weekend. And he came back all fired up. Mm. And from there, it just grew uh, incredibly fast uh, from parish to parish. Um, So... That that's a point to where it mm-hmm. got to the United States, and mm-hmm. then and then we started to to grow it. Right, and what does the word crucio mean? Short course, you know, mm-hmm. a short course in Christianity is what it really is, and that would be crucio de Christiana, mm-hmm. uh, which is a short cur- course in Christianity, and that's what's compacted into this three day weekend. Um, from that feeds a lot of things, but uh most people uh, have an experience as you as you mm. had mentioned to me Joe uh on that weekend um the elements the way they're put together the, the talks that are given the um the sacraments that are that are uh, available all those things uh after 3 days i think put people in a, a not only a, a mental state but a physical state to where you're more open uh to the holy spirit and what he can do for you yeah and i've been to retreats before okay this is not your average retreat no. this is a
0: a, a life-changing kind yeah. of kind of a deal right yeah. i mean what would you say makes it
1: different from other kinds of retreats or courses well i think the fact that it, it it's it's a lot in a compact weekend it, it really is a lot and it gives the the attendant or the, the candidate the opportunity. To really uh, grow their faith, but at a pace that they're comfortable with. Um, some people ask, "What is Christia? how? What's the Crucial Weekend?" And a lot of times, it's like, mm, "How do I explain this?" Uh, because it is very difficult to explain. And a lot of times, people ask, "Well, what what will it do for me?" Well, you can't answer that because each person reacts a different way. Some people will have a profound, it will have a profound effect on them on that weekend. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've, and people might not believe this, but I've seen people knocked over, mm-hmm. literally, by the Holy Spirit in front of the, uh, the Blessed Sacrament, um, it, which it just blew my mind. Or you have people that don't experience close to that, but then maybe after the weekend, at some point it, it hits them, or they become uh, more deeply involved in their faith. So it, it covers a wide area of impact on people, uh, and it depends because we're all different.
0: Yeah, and I think the
1: key is the weekend is just the beginning of your experience in the Christian mm-hmm. movement, right? Absolutely. Yeah, once the weekend is over, you know, there's, there's obviously other things that you should stay involved in. The one is grouping. Mm-hmm. A grouping is critical. Now, what I mean by grouping is six to eight individuals, men or women. Now, the men are separate from the women, you mm-hmm. know, even on the weekend. The mm-hmm. Men are separate from the women. Um, but with this grouping, what you have the avail- availability of doing is a meeting with guys, Um, that have experienced the weekend. And what they try and do is we talk about piety, we talk about study, and we talk about action. And from our perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. so if I'm talking about piety, okay, what what have I done? My life as far as um, interaction with Christ or my faith, what what have I done? Where am I going with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, So then, and study is, and this is a, a lot of Catholics have a problem with their faith because they don't study. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know our faith. Uh, Joe, you and I were talking a little bit about converts mm-hmm. and, and how converts make good Catholics because they've studied the faith. And we have such a rich treasury oh,
0: of, of information of, you know, from the saints and mm-hmm. all, of the, all of our popes. and yep.
1: oh, There's such a, a, a rich history we have in our church, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that, that we as Catholics were not taught that early on, especially mm-hmm. cradle Catholics. Mm-hmm. So we have that. We have a study. And then you move on to action or evangelization because a purpose of the movement movement is to try and get others to be involved uh in their faith in a stronger way and hopefully bring them to christia one of the things that we say with christia is you know make a friend be a friend bring them to christia or christ mm-hmm. um and then everybody that's attend that weekend knows that along with the silly song everybody <laughs> knows the silly song um but so yeah it's 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 a uh, a multitude of things that can happen after that weekend, and one is Otrea, or one is grouping, and one is Otrea. Now, talk a little bit about what an ultra is, too, because that's also part of it. Yeah. The Otrea, it's interesting, and, in it, you know, yeah, we group, and we see the same people each week. You know, and we share. Our, our- and, and
0: that gives accountability. I think. Can I just interrupt you there? And that's one thing that I like about grouping because I know each week I'm going to go see those guys, and they're going to be expecting me to tell them. You know, how was my prayer life this week? Mm-hmm, uh, what mm-hmm. did I read this mm-hmm. week? How did I evangelize people this week? Yeah. And I know that I'm going to be sharing that every every week with my with my friends. Yeah. And so, when you have
1: that accountability to me, I think that's really important. When you agree? Yeah, I do. And and what also I think is critical is uh, what stays, set at grouping, stays a grouping. (laughs) So it it really opens up for guys especially, I think. Mm -hmm. It opens up that door to where you can talk about situations. You can talk about maybe sins you've had and you're trying to overcome. uh, Things like that where normally guys don't do that. And and I think that's one of the things that really... Um, got me to stay with Crisio is I've heard things and I've said things that I would not have said in the past as far as my faith. Mm -hmm. uh, And actually it bleeds in other things. Mm -hmm. You know, because especially if you have a group that uh, guys are of different ages, you know. Uh, I I group with a guy that's a lot younger and and he's just like I'm so appreciative of that. I know that's going to happen. Or maybe you could help me with this so strong. Mm -hmm. But to take it on to the Altrea now. The Altrea is in essence Grouping too, But it's groups coming together. So you would have an Altrea and uh, Joe, you group at, at St. Elizabethan Seaton and I group at St. Catherine Drexel. We have an Altrea. We could come together. We could group there. We break down and we, we start. Almost every uh, crucio event with grouping. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would group with you, Joe, and I have in the past. That gives a different perspective, a Mm -hmm. different flavor to Mm -hmm. it. Uh, And after that, we have a what's called a witness talk, and someone will be chosen uh, to talk about, come up and talk about their crucio experience, not only to them, but how has that helped them move to someone else to evangelize, to affect the situation, to help Mm -hmm. someone out. Mm -hmm. How has crucio made them a person that will reach out to others. And then after that there's echo talks. Mm-hmm. And echo talk and all this is is very compact. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole Ultra should take no longer than an hour. Um and after that then is the echo where for 2 minutes or 3 minutes someone talks about the witness talk that was given. Just as reaction to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we call this the fourth day. Cuz the weekend is 3 days long and then mm-hmm. after the weekend
1: we call it the fourth day. It's after the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. The, really, crucio is the rest of your life, right? You know, yeah. that's that's if you stay active, um, it will be the rest of your life. Now, people drift in and out, you know, as with anything else. But there are guys and girls, I'm sure, women, uh, that have grouped for 20, 30 years. Um,
0: yeah, and one of the other things is sometimes Crucio is like a, a gateway into people being active in the church, and then sometimes they get involved in another ministry in the church, and the Crucio is a stepping stone into doing that. And then I know people have gone on to doing really, really important things. And it's because they got fired up
1: about their faith through the Cursillo movement. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And what's nice also is, you know, uh, on the weekends, we always have, as a spiritual director, a priest. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just thinking about this last weekend that I attended, um, Father Ken Smith was our spiritual director uh, assistant spiritual director father raja was a spiritual director and he gave both of those priests gave a witness that just drew the guys in so now they have an avenue to reach out to a priest that maybe they didn't have before, uh, but yeah, the, the Crucio weekend. Once you experience it, the weekend, it, it is something that can carry on and profitably. Let me mention through the rest of your life. And we have a lot of support from the diocese. I know. what well, Bishop, Bishop Gaynor,
0: is he's he's so such a big supporter of the of the movement. Correct.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's worked weekends. Yes, he's worked three that I know of, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Uh, I talked to him recently about, you know, after his retirement and uh, I hadn't brought up about working more weekends, but it's certainly on our radar.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. So I guess, you know, my other question would be, I guess, how has the Crucio movement impacted your life? I mean, we, have, we have like one minute left, so go
1: yeah, quick. <laughs> it, what it's done for me is it's made me realize that where I need to go with my, my mm-hmm. faith. And it's helped me do that. Mm-hmm. It's given me the tools I need to stay active, not only in Crescio, but to stay active and grow in my spiritual journey. Thank you very much for being our guest on Central Pennsylvania
0: Voices today, Bill. It's good to see you again. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this edition of Central Pennsylvania Voices. I'm Joe Nebestinsky, your host. Listen to us again next time, and thanks for listening to 720-WHYF-AM 720. If you'd like more information about the Curcio movement in the Harrisburg Diocese, you can contact Bill via email at billb671 at verizon.net. Or you can call him at 717 571 8808. The website is Harrisburg org. That's Harrisburg C U R S I L L O.org.